This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This podcast. Democrats thought that 
she was a good candidate is beyond anybody. I, she not the smartest Very possibly. Uh, probably his wife. Uh, like, <laughs> like she's just married to Bill here in the mortal mortal realm. Uh, once you know, once Bill dies and her body decays, she'll pass on and go back to be uh, Satan's bride. But but the Democrats also really didn't put anybody up there with any, you know, substantial muster. So, and then, you know, they rigged the whole, they rigged that election uh, to steal the nomination for Hillary from Bernie Sanders, which they ended up turning around and stealing the uh, nomination from from Bernie Sanders and gave it to Joe Biden here in 2020. So, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a uh, recurring theme. But, you know, initially Trump had all the right things that you wanted to see from a candidate, right? Like, he he was anti all of that. And for all the blood, like, he wasn't a racist. He wasn't a misogynist. He wasn't any of that dumb shit that they, you know, like, spouted off nonstop about. He was never considered or called any of those things prior to running for president. Like, the left loved Donald Trump. And honestly, if you look at, like, who Donald Trump was as a person, He's very much a Democrat, but he was the face that was against their chosen one, Hillary Clinton. So he had to be demonized in every way possible. So fast forward into he wins the election, and moving forward, he didn't live up to any of that stuff. Like, he claimed that he was going to drain the swamp, and then he employed nothing but swamp creatures. Like... He picked. He claimed he wanted to end the wars, and then he put General Mattis as his Secretary of Defense, like the ultimate war hawk on the planet. The guy who ran on the platform of getting out of these endless wars puts the guy who has like been the king of waging these wars in charge of the Defense Department. So and and. We we spoke about this before we started this. If you're going to say things, you have to speak up and actually be clear. No, you trailed off. But anyway, no, I don't think Trump was a liar. I don't think Trump knew how to hire, and so to speak, for the position of cabinet position. So and, you mean like he he didn't know anything of what he was doing at all? Right. Like, he didn't know what he was doing. Well, he's an idiot. It's not his fault. Okay. Let's get to that. Because Donald Trump is in no way, shape, form, or fashion an idiot. Donald Trump is an extremely intelligent man. Like, you don't get to be a billionaire being an idiot. Like, there are exactly zero idiot billionaires on the planet. Okay, but didn't he start off because his dad or somebody gave him money? Okay, that's he how... He invested well, but he was an idiot when it came to being the president. He was not a good president, no, but, like, you can't... You have to divorce those two things from themselves. You follow what I'm saying? Like, you're allowing rhetoric that you've heard at your mother's house to influence your opinions on that. Like, the fact that Trump got a loan from, like, a million-dollar loan or whatever from his father. And, see, this is something that gets ignored, is it was a loan. 
Like, his dad gave him that money to start up. Donald Trump's dad was extremely frugal. And Donald Trump's dad was a brutal, horrible son of a fucking bitch. And that's something that gets completely glossed over when, you know, looking at that. Like, Donald Trump's dad did not give him that money as just a gift. Like, here, go fuck off and do whatever you want. I'm like, you always the best friend. Wish the best for you. His dad gave him that money as a loan for him to start. And he was able to take that money and turn it into something massively successful. That takes some level of intelligence and talent. They, they always throw around the, the fact of how many uh, like different businesses that Donald Trump had declared bankruptcy on. You don't become a multi-billionaire by only being successful in 100% of the things you do. Like, yeah, he had some small business ventures over the course of his career that didn't work out, and he declared bankruptcy on them. He also had a whole lot of other ones that were wildly successful, and he became a multi-billionaire off of. So, you know, okay, if he had, you know, four or five businesses that went bankrupt and he was homeless living on the street, then, yeah, you can you can tell me that he was some sort of failure, but... The fact that he's a multi-billionaire? Didn't he have TV shows or something? Yes, he had TV shows. He, he was on Home Alone 2. He was on Home Alone. Yeah. As who? As himself. So, so, like, he was wildly successful. As a president, he did not do a good job of hiring. He surrounded himself with the wrong kind of people who gave him the wrong kind of information that basically just made him another run-of-the-mill inept uh, president. Like, he didn't accomplish anything. And honestly, he had his entire term stolen from him because they literally spent the entirety of his his presidency trying to claim that there was Russian collusion, which had been proven multiple times along the way, did not happen and didn't exist. It was all bullshit. In fact, it had started with Obama's, the end of Obama's term, where they started illegally spying on people and were manipulating people into giving false testimony on situations and events that occurred leading up to the 2016 election. So, why are you telling me to chill? You ask the question, I'm giving you the answer. Okay, but you don't need to be so mad while talking. I'm not mad. I'm explaining. So anyway, carrying on, basically what I'm getting down to is, did I like Trump? No. Did I dislike Trump? Also no. I didn't really have a strong opinion of him one way or the other. He didn't accomplish anything that he said he was going to. He also really didn't do anything necessarily terrible in the other direction. He was basically just, it was basically just four years of a whole lot of not shit. And you know what? As far as government goes, I could go with some more four years of not shit, because right now, we've got about three months of way too much shit, and it is terrible. So, next question. All right. It should probably be the the one we were talking about right before we started. All right. Because I, I did talk about him during this this part. Bernie or you, you got to speak up. Bernie or Ruth? Bernie, I said him. I talked about him. Are you not? Are you insinuating that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had a penis? (laughs) No. Well, I mean, if I say we were talking about him, I can barely hear you. My earbuds feel like they're popping, so 
three feet, literally three feet from each other. Yes, I said him, so I meant the one that has the penis. So, <laughs> carry on. I mean, this man is has more balls than you do. So, um, but how do you feel about Bernie Sanders? Bernie Sanders. I feel, okay, so I, I have some fairly negative feelings about Bernie Sanders. Um, just because of the rhetoric and the moronicness that he kind of espouses and embodies. But, I see, this is something that, that I've talked about before. I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast, actually. It might be just private conversations I've had. But Bernie Sanders is, well, like, for as much as he gets to be the face of democratic socialism, the only way that democratic socialism, let, let's, let's, let's look at this, because we had talked about this before we got to Birmingham, the, or maybe right as we got to Birmingham, I don't remember, it's been a long day, um, it has been a very long day, we left at 3 o'clock, like I got you up at 2, we left at like 3, uh-huh. <laughs> we got me up at 1.30, and then we left at about 2.30, anyway, we can argue the semantics of what time we rolled out all day long. But so when we were talking earlier today, like a lot of the democratic socialism uh, comparisons always go to like uh, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, the <clears throat> these Scandinavian countries that like they're these bastions of hope and these prime examples of the successes of democratic socialism. Except that they are not at all democratically socialistic in any way, or at least not in the way that. Uh, like the Bernie Sanders and the ALCs and an American version of democratic socialism that that people seem to think is going to, like, save us all. Uh, what they have is an extremely capitalistic society with super high taxes and a super high buy-in to certain social programs. And those certain social programs are health care for all and college for all. There's no, it's not a, it is not a giant welfare state. Like, people don't live off of the government. And everybody who lives there works and contributes. And they put forth, like, 70% of their income towards, like, funding this stuff. And they have the highest tax rate, like, probably in the world. But it works because there is, number one, it's, there are small populations, and there is 100% buy-in on it. And they also have some of the strictest immigration laws in the world. They also do not just give out free shit to everybody. Like, if you want to immigrate to one of these, you know, Scandinavian countries, you have to be able to prove that you've got a job and a steady income and that you're going to be a contributing member of society. Yes, that's what I told, that's what I said was we talked about okay, earlier. Okay, I thought you meant we were just talking about Bernie Sanders earlier. I didn't think you meant we were talking about Scandinavian countries. Oh, my God. I got to crack this beer. That's not a beer, dude, and we're driving. You're going to get us arrested. It's not a beer. It's a monster. Uh, so, yes, we were talking about this earlier. But So what I'm getting back around to Bernie, like, for these big socialistic, Style of programs to work, it has to be 100% buy-in. 
did you know that Bernie Sanders was kicked off of a hippie commune for not working? Like, Bernie Sanders was so fucking lazy, they kicked him out of a hippie commune. Like, this is a peace, love, you know, do whatever you want place. But part of that, what makes those types of communities work is there has to be 100% buy-in. Everybody has to pull their weight. Everybody has to contribute. And he got kicked out of one of these things because he was a lazy son of a bitch who didn't pull his weight and didn't contribute. So, okay, well, now I have another question. If you think he did pull his weight and whatever the crap, do you think, and turn some things around and fix some things up, do you think he could have been a good president? No, I think Bernie Sanders would have been a, I think Bernie Sanders would have been about on par with Donald Trump as far as a presidency goes. Like, I don't think, I don't think the types of policies that a Bernie Sanders presidency would try to push forward, like the agenda that he would try to promote, would actually gain any kind of traction with either the Democrats or the Republicans. And so the whole thing would just fall flat and you would get four, four years of ineffectiveness and ineptitude, uh, which I'm all for that. Like you know, I said before, I, I'm all for as many four-year consecutive terms of nothing happening in the government as we can possibly get. The less that they do, the less that they fuck up. But <laughs> and, the less that they do, the less that they end up. Yeah. Oh my God, you're an idiot sometimes. I'm a genius. So anyway. No, you're not. So anyway, the reason that he didn't get the presidential nod from the Democratic Party is because they knew that. They knew that his his whole shtick is just BS, that none of it has any value. And the reason that they knew that it's all BS and has no value is because if you look at Bernie Sanders' voting history for his entire time of being in government, the only times he actually votes for his supposed principles and ideals of democratic socialism is when it doesn't matter. He votes for those things when it's guaranteed that it's going to be a losing vote. If it actually has substance and matters which direction he votes, he votes for more government or uh, for more like status quo. He doesn't actually vote for the things that he claims to believe in. So what good is he if the only time, what good is he if the only time he actually votes for the things he claims to stand for and believe in, his principles and his values, he only votes for those when they're guaranteed to lose. And there's literally nothing at stake in him voting for that. Like he can, he can posture and virtue signal that he believes in these things and these are what are important to him. And he voted for this when it was, didn't matter if he voted for it or against it because it was going to die anyway. And so why am I an idiot? Never mind. No, Never mind. no, 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 no. Never mind. Explain to me why me thinking that as many consecutive four-year terms of the government accomplishing absolutely nothing is a good thing. What do you think the government has accomplished in, say, your lifetime that's positive? The silence is deafening. <laughs> What do you think the government's accomplished in my lifetime that's positive? I don't know what happened before I was born. About the same as what's happened since you were born. I don't know, 9-11? Oh, wait, that was positive. That was negative. <laughs> right, you're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> look, look, 
if we wanted to do a show on all the negative things that the government has done since I was born. Oh, uh, that'd be so much fun, and it'd take like three hours. Uh, shit, we'd be pulling into the driveway later tonight. So, <laughs> and I and I'd have to put this thing on pause. We'd have to walk inside, and then we could just switch over to doing this on the computer, start videoing it. So yeah, like the government does not accomplish positive things that help anybody. All right, so moving on. You got one more. All right. We don't have to take an ad break, right? No, we're not doing ad breaks. This is this is a bonus episode. We're going straight through. Oh, we're okay. Just power, right. power through this thing. All right. So, last question. What do you think of Ruth Bader Ginsburg? All right, very well. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I think that aside from the fact that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was the first female Supreme Court justice, Ruth Bader Ginsburg did absolutely jack shit help. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg, her she she never she did not formulate an opinion of substance or value to a Supreme Court decision that had any effect on anything. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg literally only served the purpose of being the first human with a vagina to sit on the Supreme Court and absolutely nothing else of substance. Uh, she had some very strong opinions on things. She was a very loud, very vocal, very flamboyant personality. But as far as being a Supreme Court justice went, she didn't actually accomplish anything. Now, that's my opinion, and anybody is free to dispute that. Show me show me a, a case or a ruling where she actually had, like, the deciding vote that her opinion was what turned the tide, and she made the difference. But I don't think it exists. Not that I'm aware of, anyway. Oh God! Like, so she she broke the glass ceiling for being a Supreme Court justice. But the thing about that is, like, a lot of the things that uh, you know are important to the feminist movement and the people that saw that as a big thing. Like, everything else had already been broken through. You know, we had women women had the right to vote. Uh, you know, women were in the workplace regularly, like, there were female executives, like, everything was already moving in that direction, like, it was just a, it was just an arbitrary thing that you got a woman on the Supreme Court, as if, you know, as if that weren't an inevitability, you know, like, that was going to happen one way or the other, and she really didn't do anything with that other than to be that person. Like, that's, that's literally her entirety of her accomplishments was she was a woman. Uh, you know, that's I, – I wish, I wish the biggest accomplishment in my life could be to just be a dude. You know, like, I got promoted to some position, and because I'm a dude in that position, I have now changed the world. Like, because that's, that's, that's the bar that was set with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Like she literally did nothing else other than be a woman who got promoted to that position. There have been other women on the Supreme Court since then who have been more effective and had more value to the Supreme Court than what Ruth Bader Ginsburg did. She just happened to be the one that was the face and the name you know, associated with all of that. I mean, okay, do you think there was anything Ruth Bader Ginsburg could have done better? But see... I don't. I don't. This is kind of like the Bernie question. You know, if, 
do I think Bernie would have accomplished anything as a president? No, absolutely not. Bernie's opinions were too radical. Like, nobody was getting on board with that. That's why they wouldn't give him the nomination to begin with. Could Ruth Bader Ginsburg have done anything more as a Supreme Court justice? No, absolutely not. The, her opinions were too radical, and the way she approached it was too off-putting. Like, you know, the, there are there are ways that you go about making change and being a radical extremist to one way or the other or the other more often than not is not necessarily a good approach to take to making those sorts of changes, at least not at that level. So, I mean, no, I don't really know what else she could have done, but then again, there have been other, I mean, okay. So I talked about this in a, we're going to get, derail off off topic a little bit. Okay. I talked about this in an episode earlier in the week that it was shown in a study that like AOC and Ilhan Omar and some of like the big names in Congress are actually the least effective members of Congress. Like these are the show ponies. These are the you know the figureheads and the the mouthpieces. They run their mouths and they do the photo shoots and everything. They don't do shit. They spend all their time bloviating and none of their time actually accomplishing anything. Uh, AOC and Ilhan Omar, between the two of them, had not a whole lot of legislation put forward and none of it. Exactly zero bills that either one of them put together, or that the two of them put together combined. Exactly zero of their bills even made it to a vote, much less to be passed into law. I don't think they even made it into discussion for if they would be voted on. That they just got dismissed summarily. So pretty much there are horrible pieces of trash that are useless and unneeded. They serve a purpose to their party as being the figureheads that are out there. Like, they're the mouthpieces, they're the faces. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is similar. Oh. Yeah. So no, like, Nancy Pelosi. Look, good morning. Freaking idiot. Sunday morning. Good morning. Sunday morning. Yeah, that'll be, we'll, we'll, we'll release this for Sunday morning. Yeah, actually, that sounds perfect. Okay, so anyway, like, they don't actually accomplish anything. They're the, you know, they're the names and the faces. It's the ones who aren't quite so in the limelight that actually put forward real legislation and actually get things done. And that's kind of how I feel about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Like she, she was the name and the face and a whole lot of not shit else. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Any other questions? No, I don't think so. Well, crap. That means we got another four and a half hour drive. Shoot. That we just have to talk to each other. Well, we can always make a second episode. Yeah. About the list of bad things that the government has done. Oh, God. I don't think there's enough time in the day for that. I mean, we can record stuff on the way on the drive home. Yeah? No? Or we can listen to other podcasts. You can take a nap. Uh, all right. So, hope everybody has a good one. Hope you enjoy the bonus driving edition of Pedal. Uh, what is it? Pedal I don't know. Just back check this podcast. Damn. Too many podcasts in the <laughs> docket. Whatever I call this thing, thanks for tuning in. Go listen to Pedaling Fiction. He's a lot better than I am. Listen to Counterflow with Buck Johnson since we got to hang out with Buck Johnson today. All the lines of liberty. Yeah, lines of liberty since they pay me. That'd be a good one to plug. Uh, who else we got? Pete Quinones, Freeman Beyond the Wall, 
the best part of the, the Mises meetup today. Which was, when he jumped in. Yeah. He jumped in and just started talking. Yeah, like Pete was not part of the panel, but some guy asked a dumb question. I, it wasn't necessarily a dumb question. A guy made a statement in the form of a question that was uh, really freaking stupid. Yeah, it was. It was pretty dumb. I, let's not sugarcoat it. It was pretty dumb. But nonetheless, he jumped up. He uh, like Pete jumped up, grabbed the mic, <laughs> grabbed the mic from Buck, which Buck was just like, "Here you go, go after this dude." It was, it was great. Uh, like Pete jumped up and he he interjected and it was beautiful. It was hilarious. Yeah, so so go check out uh, Pete Free Man Beyond the Wall. Check out Tho Bishop and his new uh, podcast Redneck Riviera. And uh, who else do we see today? Ah, Jeff Dyson, the Human Action yeah. Podcast. That's that's Sean's personal favorite, even though he won't go shake his hand and tell him that. Okay, dude, I don't talk to people. So shame. So such a shame. Wait, oh, what was the other one we were listening to earlier? Um.